I think it's very interesting how we find that the way Chazal describe Cholamoid is in a very stringent manner. It's almost like Cholamoid is this forgotten about halacha that nobody really keeps that well, and therefore Chazal have to give it some extra chizik. Listen to these two Maimon Chazal. There's a Mishnah in Pirkeyovus, Peregimel Mishnah Yudalef. Hamavaza samoyedos. If a person is mavaza the moyedos, ein loichelek laolam habo. He does not have a portion in the world to come. Rashi explains, chilul choyloi shel moyed. If person is mechalal, he makes chal, makes weekday disgracing the moyedos baasias melacha by doing melacha that he's not allowed to do. Oishenoi beminek choyl or to doing various weekday activities, he thinks, well, it's not Yontov, so why not? It's interesting, actually, if you look at the, the Loshan that Chazal use in the Gemara, it seems to be somewhere in between. It's got some Choyl aspect to it, I guess that we can do Malacha, but it's also Moyed that's on a din of a Yontov. In fact, somebody once came to the Chovetz Chaim's that Sal with a question on Hilchos Cholamoid, and he took it for granted that it's probably okay, and the Chovetz Chaim said to him, people have the wrong perspective of Cholamoid. Everything's innocent unless proven otherwise. But it's not true. Everything's guilty unless proven that it's innocent. Everything's also unless you know clearly that it's motive. In fact, many of the Lamatas Molochas that we, that we forbid on Shabbos and Yontov are actually also on Cholamoid, unless there's a Tzorich, unless there's a need for it. I'll give you one example that the Mishabur himself points out on numerous occasions, which people often are shocked by, and that is the Mishabur says, what happens if a person is sitting on the grass, sitting outside, having a picnic, he's sitting on the grass, he's relaxing, he's looking at the beautiful scenery, enjoying the peace and quiet, and, you know, he's bored, and when people are bored, people just do things that they don't need to do, and he takes his fingers, and he pulls out a blade of grass, says the Chovetz Chaim and the Mishabur you have just broken Cholamoid because there's no Tzorich for that there was no purpose for that and therefore it's Osa another Maimah Chazal I want to tell you if a person is again disgraces the Moedos the Yomim Toivim included in that is Cholamoid what is this? How does this make sense? Why is it so homer? We find something over here that's so homer that we, we don't seem to find in other places over here. There's a certain Kedusha, there's a certain sanctity that rests upon these days of Cholamoy, the Kedusha, which unfortunately has slightly been forgotten or maybe even ignored to a certain extent. According to many, Cholamoid is a time that you get together with a family. In a normal year, you would have exciting trips and outings. A vacation from a normal, hectic schedule. Again, this year, Baruch Hashem, the Rabbi is putting us back to what it should be, which is basically to understand what the Yushalmi says. The Yushalmi says, what is the reason for Cholamoid? What's the purpose for it? We don't work. We don't do the regular schedule. We spend time with the family. We eat sudas. What's the purpose? Says the Yushalmi, peg base of Moid, cotton alocha gimel. Klum osu lasis melocha wachoyle shalmoid elo. Says the Yushalmi, you want to know why Chazal told us that on these days, between Yontov to Yontov, when it comes to Pesach and Sukkot, we have this Cholamoid in between that people don't go to work, you're not allowed to work, you're not allowed to do certain things, writing in certain instances is even Osa, driving the car for no purpose whatsoever is also Osa, anything that's not a Tzorich Hamoid is not allowed. What's the purpose? Says the Yushalmi, I'll tell you. 
It's an order for people to eat, to drink, to be a gi in Torah. Isn't it unbelievable? This year, Tov Shin Pei, 2020, the Rabboni Shem has reset the world, that we're going back to exactly what we're meant to be doing, staying in our homes, enjoying our family, having a suda, sitting and learning. This is exactly what Cholomoyed was given for, and that's exactly what we're doing right now. That's incredible. It really is incredible. And again, we see this from the two places in Chazal that I just quoted, how serious it has to be. It's not a joke. It's a real thing. It's a real halacha that a person has to be careful. In fact, Chazal tells us, You can't just compare one halacha to another halacha to know how to act. Each halacha requires its own understanding, and we have to know what to do by a, a real halachic authority. And I want to tell you something else as well. I found this a number of years ago. Story of a couple that came to the door of Shlita, and they asked for a bracha. They found a terrible disease in one of their husband's legs, and they came to Rabchaim for a bracha. And they came into his study, and Rabchaim's advice was very, very interesting. You know what he told them? He said, Learn the halachas of Chalamoid. If you learn the halachas of Chalamoid, you'll have a full refuah shalema. So the husband, you know, when his wife came home and told him that, he said, no, no, you obviously made a mistake. What on earth is the connection between a disease in the leg and halachas of Chalamoid? So he went back to Rebchaim, and he said, I'll tell you why. Because when I was young, I remember there were three women that worked together in a bank, and all three of them had diseases in their legs around Yontav time. And they came to the Chazanish, and the Rebchaim, I was there. And tearfully, they came to the Chazanish, and they said, well, but what is your meant to do with this disease? And the Chazanish told them, do you work in the bank during Cholamoid? And they said, yes, they do. The Chazanish said, you stop working in the bank during Cholamoid, and in that schus, you'll have Says Reb Chaim Zatzal, Reb Chaim Shlita, that he has a, a minag, a tradition from the Chazanish, that if a person has a disease in his leg, the cure is to be careful the halachas of Cholamoid. And he said he even found it in Mesechtus Maiseshani in Yerushalmi. And I must tell you that when I wrote this story in a book called Al Pocket Halacha Series on the Halachas of Cholamoid, so I wrote this story down. A year later, somebody sent me an email from Chutzlaretz. He told me that he read this and he decided that that year he's not going to work on Cholamoid because he had problems with his leg. He decided, I'm not going to work. This is normally he works. This year he said he's not going to because he read the story in the book. He said, that's it, I'm not going to do it. He said, you, you cannot believe it. He said, I'm sending it to Adis. I saw it myself. It's an unbelievable thing. But at the end of the day, I saw it with my own eyes. How careful a person has to be on Cholamoy because I saw that I got a refuah shalema from there. It's an incredible, incredible thing. But I do want to mention to you just one understanding which Rabbeinu Yonah Shavit Shuvah Shagimel Vov says the understanding for why is Cholamoid so machmen what's the pshat so basically what's happening is in a nutshell and of course we can go into detail of a lot more over here you know with what exactly is going on he says because what you're doing is if since that the, the Torah gave Chachomim the decision of what was mutter and what's asa. So effectively what you're doing is when you just ignore the halakhas of Cholomoy, you're denying the Torah itself. And that's why Chazal are telling us how careful a person will You have no understanding in what the Chacham are saying and therefore basically and ultimately you are denying the Torah itself. I will tell you something else as well. 
the Rebbe Niyana also expels us something, and the Rav expels as well, is the reason why a person disgraces Cholomoy, is considered to worship idols, is because at the end of the day, the Torah is telling us that there are certain times that we have to spend with the Rebbe Shalom. And those are the times of Yontav and Cholomoy. If a person denies himself of that opportunity, basically means he doesn't want to spend time with Hashem. If a person, the Maral says this chat, if a person doesn't want to spend time with the Rebbe Shalom, it means he's denying the Rebbe Shalom, he's Kofa Be'ika, and that's the reason for this halacha. And there's a certain sensitivity that a person has to have on Cholamoid that's perhaps more than what we've been machanach until now of how stringent these halachas are. I do want to mention a couple of halachas and that is basically like this. Again, as we mentioned, Cholamoid, Yerushalmi tells, was given us in order to spend time and therefore these activities are restricted for a purpose, for a reason to enable ourselves to devote our time to celebrate the Yontav in the proper manner. Now, three different opinions to exactly what is Osa According to some shitas, Rashi in Ma'ikotin brings this way, the Rashi, the Ritva, that work on Cholamoid is awesome in our Torah, and the Torah gave over to the Chachomim the authority to establish what is actually Muta and what is actually Asa in this case. Um, some hold, Rabbi Natan, for example, and Tosil Chagiga, the Fitches, the Rosh as well, in the beginning of Ma'ikotin, the Rambam, and Hilchus, Yontav, Perik Zayin, the Uraim, the Smug, hold that everything on Yontav and Cholamoid is only Midrabonon. And the Ramban and the Rashba and uh, the Rachashulkan wants to tie it this way as well. Is that some halachas are derais and some halachas are drabbanon? There's a question: How we paskin? According to most poskim, we say that halachas of cholamoid are awesome in atayra, except for those things that are needed for yontav, which Chazal said is muta. Either that's a tzorich hamoid, or there's going to be a hefsa, there'll be a financial loss if a person doesn't do that. And such halachas are only midrabbanon. Chazal had the authority. To decide when is it muta, when is it osa, it seems that the Bach brought down the Moganavon, the beginning of Tovkov Lamed, the Vulnagoin, and the Bialocha goes with this Mahalach. Now, anything that is osa for you to do, you're actually not allowed to ask a Goy to do. So, for example, we know that this is a time that a person should cancel his gardener, just like you're not allowed to go and mow the lawn, you're not allowed to be asked a Goy to do that. So, you're not even allowed to ask a non-Jewish gardener to work gardener to work in a garden during Cholomoyed, even if he wasn't asked to come on Cholomoyed, it's also for a few reasons, number one also because of Marisayan as well, um, and that's why it's also. Now, there are certain malachas that have absolutely no bearing bechlal on Cholomoyed, the following malachas are actually, even though they're also on Shabbos and Yontov, but on Cholomoyed are totally mutter without any restrictions whatsoever. Number one is Muktza. There's no restriction on Muktza, says Tosis and Shabbos Chavbeis. A Trum, walking past the Trum, person wants to go for a very, very long walk, there will be no problem with that. And Hutzah, carrying on Cholomoyed. Oh, those are the three things that have no bearing bechlal. And I'm mutter totally on Cholamoid in that case. Now, the Malachas that are mutter, and I don't want to go through every detail because it's going to be impossible, just to give you the general rule. Any Malacha that is mutter, um, some that's, you know, I guess depends on the situation. Number one is a Tzorah Chamoid, any Yontif need. And number two is a Maise Hedyot, a non-professional Malacha in that case. A Tzorah basically means cooking, baking, switching on lights, cutting toilet paper, driving. Anything that is a Tzorah Chamoid that is need to be done is mutter to be done in that case. Even if it's done in a professional way. A Maise Uman, for example, a person is allowed to even put together an oven in order to cook it, even though he's putting it together in an oven in a professional manner, that's not a problem. 
because that is an Eichel Nefesh itself, and he needs to do that. For example, a person can only fix his glasses that broke during Yondav that he needs. If he doesn't need them, you can't fix them, because that will be a Maisu Uman, and that will be a problem. Um, a person, for example, has a guitar, who has a drum set, and he wants to fix it, in order to play some music on Yontov to get some Simcha from that, that will be Mota, because again, it's a Tzori Hamoid. Children can play games, all parts of puzzles, and coloring things in, and all sorts of things, because again, it's a Tzori Hamoid for them to play, and there'll be no problem with that. Again, on Yontov, these could be Shailas of Kosev, or Boina, of all sorts of Halachas, and therefore, on Cholomoid, these things would be Mota, without any problem whatsoever. A person is allowed to cook on Cholomoid, even though he knows that the leftovers are going to be used after Yontov, that's no problem, but a person should not intentionally make extra food during Cholomoid and leave it specifically for after Yontov, that's Haroma, and that's considered that you're making more, and that's a, a design to the Moed. Um, let's move on to a couple of other things as well. Non-professional work. A malacha that's needed for cholamoid can be done in a non-professional work. Uh, I'll give you an example of a person, as we mentioned before, a person's glasses broke, can fix them in a non-professional manner because they need it for cholamoid. Sometimes it's allowed to be done in a maisa uman. For example, if there's a, um, if there's a building that has an elevator, a lift, and it's broken, it's need but the Tzorich Rabim, right, which would be again a regular year for Shul's air conditioning broken, it was very, very hot, and everyone's going to Shul on a regular year, not this year, obviously, then that would be Mutter because it's done for the Tzibor, and that would be um, okay. And it goes, example again, a lot of these examples are not applying this year. For example, fruit picking during Cholamoid, a very common, exciting trip for Cholamoid. You can only detach the amount of fruit that you need for actually Cholamoid Nyontov, not something that you put in the fridge and use for the next couple of weeks. In that way, striking a match is a shyla. Even cutting toilet paper, I'll tell you the truth, is a major machoikas apoiskim. If you've got tissues next to it, why, why are you cutting toilet paper? But myself, we make on anything that's got no tucha whatsoever. Striking a match, putting on a light, cutting toilet paper, all of these things, even though theoretically we can go to each one and say, well, maybe it's mutter, maybe it's also at the end of the day, anything that has no tzorich whatsoever, is going to be okay. A malacha to prevent a monetary loss. Now this requires a rov. Davar ovid is generally muta. In any case that the person will lose money, for example, uh, if a person going to work or doing work on cholamoid, if he does not do so, not that he'll make profit, but he'll actually lose money if he doesn't go. So then with the, with the going to a rov beforehand, go to a local orthodox rabbi and ask him, but generally the halacha is that will be muta. Um, in that case. N- uh, not only that, if a person, for example... Um, wants to do malacha for the sake of a mitzvah. That will be mutter even if it's a maisa umma. For example, on cholamoid sukkah, you're allowed to sell up a sukkah because it's being done for a mitzvah. Person could tie tzitzis during cholamoid, for example, even if they're only going to be worn after yonder, that's fine whatsoever because he's doing for a mitzvah. Person could fix up a mezuzah during cholamoid that fell. All those sorts of things. Um, that could be done. Writing. So generally, writing is included in one of the malachas that's also during cholamoid when it's done in a professional way. In a done in a non-professional way is muta only if it's done for a tzori chamoid or it's a dover of it. For example, if a person is writing something that does not need to be done, I've been asked this question numerous times of people that are doing coursework for university, people that are writing svarim, whatever it is. My general question to them is, is it dover of it or not? Meaning, if you don't do it during cholamoid, are you losing out? Is this the time that you need to do it now because you have a certain date you've got to finish it, or you're just doing it for convenience sake, so again, that depends on the situation, but if it's a Dava Ovid, then you can be Makal in that case. Uh, pictures and all these things can be done without a problem whatsoever. Using cameras is actually a Shaila, 
I remember being by Ron to Rebchaim Knievsky Shlita on Cholamoid. He did not allow people to take pictures because pictures is a type of ksiba and it's a type of professional because it comes out in a beautiful way and therefore he ussed it. However, Lemaisa, if you have a particular nice picture, especially if you want to send it now to your parents and your grandparents and the rest of the members of the family, for them to see you dressed up all nicely on Yontav, that is absolutely fine whatsoever for a person to do that. Washing clothing or Cholamoid, obviously we know, uh, washing clothing is not forbidden under the laws of Malacha, but Chazal said it's also because to ensure that a person would do his washing before Yontav, actually. That's the reason people don't know that. But that's actually the reason Chazal were concerned that if people knew that they're allowed to wash in Jun Cholamoid, so they'll delay their washing their clothing until then and enter Yontav in a less respectful manner, and therefore that's the reason also, not out the Malacha itself. However, once they made the Issa, so even if a person did wash all of his clothing before Yontav, you're still not allowed to wash anything on Cholamoid, including any clothing, towels, underwear, linen, tablecloths, and bedding. However, However, spot cleaning is for sure. A person got a grape juice on his Shabbat shirt or on his uh, tablecloth, then spot cleaning is for sure more to without any problem whatsoever. If a person's clothing became stained with a hard-to-wash stain, then if you wait till all the way after Yontov, the stain will never come out. A lot of places can allow a person to soak it or rinse it in order to prevent damage in that case. Um, when it comes to kids' clothing... And things like that. Kids' clothing, basically, in principle, again, you're not allowed to wash kids' clothing. They were never make it on kids' clothing, but at them. But because children's clothing tend to get ruined much, much quicker, and therefore they run out of their clean clothing, you are allowed to wash their clothing during Cholamoid. I will tell you a tremendous header that Rav Scheinberg used to say. Rav Scheinberg used to say, since there's no Isim Malacha, as we mentioned before, on Cholamoid and washing, therefore what a person could do is, once he's putting on kids' wash, he could put on um, some adult clothing at the same time, over there um, in that wash at the same time anyway. Generally, only, once again, once you're running the machine, you can add all the children's clothing and all the adult clothing as well at the same time. With that, that's not a problem whatsoever. Um, polishing your shoes, again, it depends how it's done. A lot of posting my mark my nest, it's a little quick wipe over. Washing the floor is... Obviously, it could be done and uh, hoovered normally. There's no problem whatsoever. Obviously, a cleaning and a shining and a polishing in a professional way should not be done. Even ironing is mutter. If a person needs the uh, shirt for yontif, there's no problem with ironing. But if it needs special, special pressing in a special way, that's more of a maisa uman, and that is a problem. Um... Again, we're going in a regular halacha is cutting hair, similar to the halacha of washing clothing, but etzem is no issa in shaving or cutting hair during cholamoid, but Chazal prohibited these acts to ensure that a person would not lead them into cholamoid. And therefore, even if a person cut his hair or shaved before Yontav, it's still also during cholamoid, because Chazal didn't want other people to see him and assume that it is muta. applies equally to men and women, and even asking a goy to do it is going to be also in a case. Now, it's not so negea, but if theoretically everything but Ezra Hashem will get back to normal, it could be that they will be making and allow a person who wasn't able to have a haircut before because it's like coming out of prison, and therefore that could be a, a head over there. But again, it's not negea right now because anyway, we're still in a quarantine and most people are not allowed out of the houses and most of the stores are, clo- are closed anyway. Cutting your nails. The minigam warned amongst Ashkenazim is to be machmir and not uh, cut both fingernails and toenails during Cholamoid. Biting your nails, but it's a there are certain occasions that you are allowed to cut your nails on Cholamoid. One of them is, as we said, the reason for the Issa, again, is similar to the other things that cutting your nails during Cholamoid is only to ensure that you don't, that you made sure to cut them before Yontov, giving cover to Yontov. Therefore, if you cut your nails before Yontov, and they just grew back again, you want to cut them again before the next Yontov during Cholamoid, you are allowed to do so, because you did Chazal's Gzeira of doing it before Yontov. Some points can allow a person to cut his nails during Cholamoid if you are unable to do before Yontov, because you were so incredibly busy. If you are unable to cut your nails before Yontov, because they were too short and didn't need cutting, then you are allowed to cut them during Cholamoid. 
if you cut your nail before Yom Tov and some of the nail was attached still, then you can cut the remaining piece off on Cholamoid, and you can cut children's nails if they bother him or her. There's no problem at all for medical purposes or mikvah purposes, mitzvah purposes. Obviously, these cases are mutter. Shopping and business, generally, it's also either because of the tircha or because of the writing, but again, it's a tovah of it. If a person needs something or tzorich he won't because of, because of the situation. He wasn't able to get it before. He needs it for Yom Tov or if there's a major sale going on that he won't get afterwards, he knows for sure, then obviously that's going to be uh, that will be more to cover that We have to be careful as well. It's called a moed, even though it's called choyl moed. It is still called a moed. And it, uh, they say b'shem of chaim of bris that the kedusha of chalamoid is identical to the kedusha of yontov. They just allow the person to do certain malachas to make it easier. With that perspective, you should have in mind and approach the kedusha of, of chalamoid. Just something you would not do in yontov itself. You know, it's not within the spirit of yontov. Then chalamoid is the same thing as well. There's no mitzvah of covered and simcha and oinig. Um, simcha, of course, there is. I'm sorry. But a covered and oinig, which we know in Shabbos and Yontov, does not apply to Cholamoy, which means we don't have to light candles, and you don't have to have the table set, and the bed made in the same way that you would have on Shabbos and Yontov. However, Chazal did not want to want to equate Cholamoy with weekday, so they did institute a certain amount of covered of oinig during Cholamoy, even though Cholamoy requires a lesser degree of covered and oinig in Yontov, but a person should still keep the table covered, the tablecloth over the table during the whole Cholamoy. There is a din of Simcha, and the obligation of Simcha, by the way, is exactly that of Yontov as well. The Gemara Sukkot Memches tells us this way: Hal of the Simcha Shmoina, the Rambam Hilchos Yontov Tazayin Yudzayin Shulchanah Charav Tovkuv Chavtes Sivov. You look it up. Applies to both men, women, and children, and therefore you're meant to be happy in Besimcha on Cholamoid as well. And Chazal tell us as well, like the Torah tells us in Tov Yutes B'Shem Sikkur Durav Kohana, the Stei Chemed in Cholamoid Sikkot and Zayin B'Shem Diarizal. That just like on Shabbos and Yontov, whatever money you spend is not included in the amount that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives you per year and it's set aside for Rosh to Roshona, whatever you spend on Cholamoid is not deducted from our allotted portion. The way we dress should be different. This is also a part of giving cover to Cholamoid that we should dress accordingly. It doesn't mean you have to wear actual yont of clothing, which is meant to be better than Shabbos clothing, but you should not wear your either weekday clothing. Respectable, nice, clean clothing is definitely recommended. Unfortunately, people do not know this and they don't keep to this and they wear their regular clothing and that could be included in being Mavaza as Samoidus. I want to mention to you that it's, it makes a big difference what you wear. People say, is there a real difference? There is a big difference what you wear the clothes do in a certain sense make the man and therefore what you wear has a big difference and it does affect you in a certain way with how you act as a double posture when a person wears his Shabbos clothing he acts a different way because he knows he's wearing Shabbos clothing that's why on Cholamoid if we wear more Chosh of a clothing than we would wear during the week it affects the way we act and that's a very very important thing and there is a mitzvah for a person to eat one Suda with pas with matzah at night and another one by day even on Cholamoid right there's no uh, uh, there's no obligation there's no chiv to eat bread the same way to eat on Yontav but there is a mitzvah for a person to do so is there an obligation to eat meat? No. There's no obligation for a person to eat meat during Cholomoy, but at least a person should eat gazayas and meat during every single day of Cholomoy. If you cannot or do not like meat, then you yoit so eating chicken or at least fish. People do add an extra dish to the meal of covered of Cholomoy. There's a mitzvah also, by the way, to drink wine. Now, Davka wine, some people say any, any alcoholic beverage, maybe even grape juice according to that. And a person drinking Revere's, which are three to three, uh, three to five point three ounces of wine, or at least grape juice every single day of Cholomite. If you find it difficult, then the person will definitely make all to drink grape juice in that case. But I think the end, and the idea over here is to try and remember and to try and enact that Cholomite has a big aspect of money to it, has a Kedusha to it. We should be trying to keep that, especially this year, where Beza Hashem and Sheikh is going to be here and join us for the last days of Yonder together in the Beza Migdash. We should try to 
do everything the way the Rebunshan wants us to do, which is to, uh, the way he reset the world to do things in a very posh way, not going on extravagant trips because we can't go anywhere anyway, to enjoy the Yontov and Kedushan and Tahara together with our family, together with the Rebunshan, together with Torah. And if we do that in a schus of keeping these halachas of showing the Rebunshan that we'll not treat them as just another weekday, an excuse for a vacation and a trip and an exertion, but rather days of Kedusha, days of getting closer to Rebunshan, the Rebunshan will give us all Siyat to enjoy the Yontov and Be'ezus Hashem to celebrate the last days together with Mashiach, Bimheir of Yamenu, Amen, and have a wonderful and exciting and healthy mind.